재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And we return with our discussion on corruptive practices uh, within the defense industry. We're going to be talking to uh, another expert here in Korea as well as an expert from overseas. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cacao talk message here in the studio. Very pleased to have with us from Korea Institute for Defense Analysis, Dr. Kim Cheru. Uh, Dr. Kim, as you know very well, a lot of critics, including the president herself, has said that national security is at risk because of some of these uh, corruptive uh, practices in our defense industry. Do you agree? Indeed, the major pillars of national security of Korea are based on public, uh, people's full support and uh, Russia's combined defense pa- posture. That's obvious. But unfortunately, losing trust from the taxpayers is a real threat at the moment for the military. Weapons procurement and acquisition corruption must be regarded as, like the uh, president uh, commented, as acts aiding the enemy undermining the security. Particularly favoring specific defense contractors under the disguise of the secrecy of regulations are the major stumbling block. Uh, on top of the single source contracts and unaccountable and overpaid agents and obscure defense budgets waste the taxpayer money and put the soldiers' uh, lives at risk. So it's time to improve the synchronized actions to prevent corruption and enhance transparency. I'll underline the transparency issue and to forge a culture of integrity in the defense community of Korea. And contrasting North Koreans' uh, science and technicians' uh, successes at the Mustang missile firing is very uh, unfortunate and uh, discouraging enough to see the corruption issues we are talking mm-hmm. at the moment at this critical juncture. Right, very uh Disturbing indeed, and we want to get a global perspective on this as well. Uh, Joining us, the Deputy Director of International Defense and Security Program at Transparency International UK, Tobias Bach. Hello. Good evening. Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, First, from the global um, perspective, the arms industry, exactly how corrupt is it? Well, thanks for for having us. Um, We'll probably touch a bit on uh, the role of, sort of governments later, uh, which of course are quite quite key in this area, as well as you know, being aware that it's a, it's a massive industry. So we're talking about 1,600 um, billion billion US dollars. But if it's a question, if the question is how corrupt uh, is it, I think I'd point you to something we've uh, done twice now, which is a um, a big global index. It's called the uh, Defense Companies Anti-Corruption Index. We've done one iteration in 2012, have done a second iteration just last year in 2015. And what we did is we looked at the systems in place of 163 defense companies from uh, 47 different countries, including six uh, South Korean companies. And I think there's two, two takeaways here. One is, one is actually quite encouraging, which is that about a third of those companies had made significant progress between 2012 and 2015. So even in an area that, um, as I heard my, uh, my my fellow speaker say earlier, is, is obviously quite corruption prone, has corruption risks, progress can be made, there is good practice, if not bad practice that can be um, can be uh, repeated by others. But then the, the more concerning finding is that the other two thirds are still in what we call bands D to F. So A being very good, F being quite bad, and two thirds are in D to F. So there's still a long mm-hmm. way to go. What 
are the factors do you think that encourage this kind of corruption? Is it just really about the massive amounts of money involved? The massive amounts of money is is one important factor, and clearly this is an important item in most nations' uh, budgets. It's also um, the secrecy that prevails, and we we work a lot with the military, we work with defense companies, so we absolutely appreciate that in some cases national security secrecy uh, must prevail. There are things you cannot disclose and would not want to disclose, but we think the default position should be one of transparency. So unless there's a very good reason to keep something secret, it should be made uh, publicly available, it should be able to be scrutinized by parliamentarians, the public, taxpayers, but too often the default option is still one of secrecy, keeping things under, under keeping things away from oversight. So a lot of things that shouldn't happen happen because there isn't sufficient transparency. Right. When we were focusing on uh, the problems here in South Korea, if you look at the situation, including South Korea, do you think overall countries um, lack the necessary tools or or mandates or powers to actually uh, prevent these corruptive practices? I think, and I might be a bit biased because, of course, one of the things we do is, is work with government companies, try to have them apply practical tools we and others uh, produce. But I think it's generally less about that. I think it's more about the political will and making the right decisions. So if I look at South Korea, which was one of the 120 countries we looked at in our sister index, which looks at the government side, the, uh, the demand side, if you will, of defense um, transparency. So we found that there's still issues around independent external oversight. Um, so it's great to see the Bureau of Audit and Investigation take an active role and a more proactive role, but there seem to be at times politics uh, interfering with that. Um, we also felt that more could perhaps be done to improve whistleblower protection and to help the people who come forward in good faith to uh, to do that and to, to harness that sort of information for the benefit of the, the institution overall. And we also thought seeing how there are tools out there to look at specific risks, something like a comprehensive risk assessment in areas such as procurement um, could be carried out. And, uh, you know, personally, from having met people at, say, DARPA in, in South Korea or other, other institutions, the military, I think you could do these things. It's not about people not knowing what they are or, or what ought to be done, but it's actually making the decision to, to, to go ahead and do that. Overall, uh, the... And you don't necessarily have to give a specific ranking, but as far as South Korea is concerned and in, in the big scheme of things, how, how well are they doing and what, what are some better ways they can kind of improve uh, some of these practices? So what we do is for governments, a bit like for the companies, we give them a, a banding and South Korea is in band C. So A is the sort of the best, and, and only two countries are in A, really, which are the UK and, and New Zealand this time around. Um, but South Korea has a, has a C, so that's by no means a, a, a bad grade. And clearly, there are quite sophisticated systems in place. There are a lot of dedicated um, people who sincerely want to, want to do something about these challenges. But uh, you, you could do better. You look at the region, for instance, you look at other G20 states, and there's quite a few bees out there, and um, I leave it to, to you and, and the audience to decide who South Korea sort of best compares themselves to. We often find wherever we are in the world that countries do look at neighboring states and sort of see, oh, they get a, a B, a D, am I better, am I a bit worse? So South Korea has a C. Um, concrete things to improve, some I, I touched on. I think what's really, um, what really surprised me is that a country 
as sophisticated as, as Korea with such professional people and systems only gets a, a D mark when it comes to procurement. And um, having mentioned DARPA earlier and having been in touch with them, um, it's hard to think uh, they, that there weren't a few challenges there over the last few years, which I think are being addressed. But uh, procurement would be one area where things could, could, be, uh, could be improved. All right, very good. We're going to have to leave it there. Mr. Bach, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Tobias Bach uh, from Transparency International UK. Uh, we are also joined on the line uh, by a friend of our program, Professor Pakirak of uh, Kungmin University's Graduate School of Politics and Leadership. Hello. Hello. Professor Bach, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, recent reports showing that the uh, defense industry is struggling at home and abroad. Uh, the global arms markets have uh, been uh, restoring their vigor after the uh, 2008 financial crisis. What's your take on this? What are the major reasons behind the slump in the defense ministry, uh, industry here in Korea? Do, do you believe that corruption in the uh, defense industry has contributed to the slump? Yes, I think I would agree. I think the exaggerated accusations by the prosecutors, media, and people of the corruptions of our defense industry uh, contribute a lot to the slow development of our industry. The scandals could be spread to the foreign buyers and possibly raise the serious doubts of our defense industry. Uh, for example, the former Navy uh, Chief of Staff, Hwang was found not guilty at the trial court and appeals court, even though he had been indicted for a serious corruption by the prosecutor's office. It turned out to be exaggerated. Another Navy Chief of Staff, Chung Ho-kun, also was found not guilty at the Supreme Court last month, even though he received some money through his son. The former Joint Chief of Staff, Shin Yun-hee, is on trial by the, the equipment the Wildcat helicopter, which he was indicted for mishandling, passed a test and uh, will be delivered to our military soon. Uh, I think that uh, the workers and officers in the defense industries, Defense Acquisition Program Administration, uh, also na- known as DAPA, DAPA, and the military have worked very hard. Uh, and they succeeded to increase the amount of export to $361 million in 2014. But as you know, the amount increased to $349 million in 2015. Uh, I think that, that that's because that uh, many uh, people, media and prosecutors, tried to uh, express, uh, reveal that our uh, total defense industry is corrupt. All right. And Dr. Kim is here in the studio. Uh, we heard Dr. Uh, Mr. Bach also talking about how Transparency International believes uh, Korea is kind of in the middle of the road as far as the defense industry is concerned. The same question for you, Dr. Kim. Um, what do you think are the major reasons behind the slump? And do you think that because of this idea of widespread corruption that has contributed to this slump? Yes. And the suspicions and distrust contributed the the kind of the bureaucratic dragging of decision-making, that pushed the industry, defense industry, hard corner. There's no decisions at all. Nobody willing to take responsibility. So corruption destroys trust structure in the military and the, also in a, uh, government institutions. So what I'm saying is by developing the right processes, like a check and balance is okay, and check on to keep the corruption risks at bay, and then 
This means anti-corruption measures must be aligned across purchasing defense ministries, exporting governments, and contracted companies. So uh, I'd like to point out the top uh, like uh, reputation management by the uh, top defense corporation, like, uh, you know, the duly uh, incorporated Hanwha Corporation, uh, all the KAI, LIG, and those uh, domestic and companies uh, exported a lot of uh, uh, reputational good uh, weapon systems toward uh, Turkey, for example, the K-9 self-propelled 155 howitzer. That's an internationally recognized reputation item. So uh, the point is the the international competitiveness in terms of international competitiveness. Korean companies getting higher reputation, higher ground. But unfortunately, so the defense industry and the procurement and supplier side in uh, supplying its parts to the for the maintenance. That's the my looks like minor problem, but that's entangled with all the lot of uh, distrust trust problems. So the what I'm saying is the defense industry itself must symbolize a new growth engine for the Korean economy rather than stigmatize the bad guys mm. for the Korean economy. And another criticism, Professor Park, is that uh, maybe there is too much regulation, especially uh, on the supply side, uh, trying to control the the supply prices. Do you think that is part of the reason for the sluggish performance of the defense industry? I heard that many many experts on the defense industry mention it as number one cause for the slow development of our defense industry. Right now, we are applying the lowest bidder system, which gives the contract to the lowest bidder. Uh, even though the lowest bidder does not have necessary technologies, it should be selected in the current system. If the officials in uh, the DARPA, we call it Defense Acquisition Program Administration, uh, want to change the result uh, after uh, considering the lack of the company's technology, they would be indicted for the corruption in current system. I think that we need to give more freedom and authority to the officials in the DAPA to make decisions regarding their projects based on their own judgment by considering more factors than the price. They are the ones who know well on the equipment or weapons, and we need to trust them. The fact that some of them corrupt should not be the reason to distrust all the people in the industry. The technology is more important than the price in the most of uh, military equipment. So the lowest bidder should not be the winner. Mm, Very interesting point indeed. Now, Dr. Kim, uh, moving aside, I guess, from the corruption, some experts have raised the possibility that the defense corporations in South Korea lack some of the core technology of uh, these high-tech weapons, and that would uh, long-term limit their exports. Do you agree with that? And if so, or if not, what are some of the challenges that need to be overcome for the defense industry, as you say, not to be stigmatized, but to become a growth engine? My understanding is the government's outdated insular and hierarchical system is largely to blame for the sluggish performance. On top of that, you know, promoting the 
integrity-based defense sector should be a stepping stone for the reputation management. A reputation is very important. So all entities of the defense community should join to build an integrity ecosystem in the industry as a whole. Technology-wise, Korea is reasonably uh, state-of-the-art uh, technology level is accepted, like a Samsung Corporation. Samsung Electronics uh, has a lot of uh, reputation and reputation and dominance in the world uh, trade. But unfortunately, global corporations such as Samsung sold off the defense-related companies to the Hanwha, which means the, there's no reasonable cost analysis. There's no acceptable cost analysis, which means the, the value added is very limited, so it's time to provide them the reasonable benefits mm-hmm. to develop in, uh, with the R&D uh, efforts. So looking back to Korea's economic development history, so the fundamentals of right planning and appropriate cost supply and cost analysis is very important. But with the, all that, public's perceptional confusion between the defense industry corruption and the personal crimes of procurement officers. That's the major stumbling block at this junk, at this joint and uh, junction. Professor Park, same question for you. Yeah. Is the, the, the problems with technology, um, if you agree with that, and what you think are some of the challenges for the defense industry to overcome the slumps? I think there are many things uh, we need to fix uh, to improve the uh, performance of the defense industry. Uh, most of I'd like to um, emphasize one thing. I think we need to find a niche area which could, could give us the comparative advantage while accepting the superiority of the technologies of the more advanced countries such as the U.S. We kind of should decide to buy the most sophisticated weapons from the U.S instead of making uh, by ourselves. But we need to make and uh, try to sell to the uh, foreign countries uh, less sophisticated but still important uh, weapons or equipment uh, to other countries. I think the DC area is still big enough for South Korea to take advantage of. For example, I think we seem to have serious problems in the development of the KFX program, which is to make the very sophisticated future fighter aircraft for South Korean Air Force. The U.S. military declined to transfer the necessary technologies because the KFX would compete with the U.S. aircraft in the world market. That is the reason why I insisted on giving the second thought on the program. Mm. However, T-50, the training aircraft for the Air Force, could be the opposite example. It was made using middle-level technologies and seems to have some comparative advantage that the U.S. military is considering buying the aircraft. If we focus more on this kind of niche area, I think we can make more profit and we can develop our defense industry. All right, very good. Professor Pakirak, as always, a pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. We're going to round out our discussion with Dr. Kim here in the studio. Um, uh, some final thoughts as far as your outlook and what do you think can be done to improve the situation here? 
Uh, transparency is uh, transparency measure is a top priority, but unfortunately, military uh, weapon systems must be kept in secret sometimes. So, the, although the nature of the defense sector warrants a certain degree of secrecy, the sector must be more open in areas such as defense policy, budget, and procurement. Uh, if uh, corruption is to be cr- uh, stopped, so. Uh, my fi- final thought uh, regarding the defense industry and uh, the corruption issues is that uh, um, the, every officer engaged in corruption for money must be punished without exemption. So what I'm saying is the overall uh, integrity ecosystem from the start to the final delivery and even m- maintenance must be focused on with the more with the moral high ground and work ethic and on top of the patriotic professionalism we desperately need you know the mm. patriotic uh, uh, professionalism at this moment so the fundamental uh, reasons uh, why the people perceive the defense industry with the corruption uh, image is that the wrongdoings uh, we've done mm-hmm. on the military side. So it's time to move on with the let bygones be guns and the study with a fresh new start, like a new headquarters in this uh, <laughs> Very station. Great way to uh, make your final point. Dr. Kim, as always, a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you.